Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel, from cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. Welcome to Passports and Postcards. I'm your host, Randall McKeown, and I'm honoured to have on the show today, all the way from London, Shopa, who is a business growth coach, and she's the host of her own podcast called Passion for Business. So welcome to the show. How are you today? Hey, Randall, thank you very much for having me. I'm I'm doing really well. Good to see you here and hear you since this is a podcast. Now, I understand that you've done a lot of traveling in your life and sometimes you've been to destinations many times. You've been to, I think you counted it was 139 countries you've been to? Yeah, it's pretty pretty phenomenal. Until I sat and counted, I hadn't realized how much I have traveled in my life. Living in London, I've had Europe at my doorstep. So in my youth days, we would take off for the weekend and we'd go to a city and we'd spend the weekend there. We'd take the early morning flight, sometimes a train back to back to London. And you'd have a little carry on or a little holdle. Um, and you would be in the office. You you would just go straight straight to work. Um, I, I tell you something. I'm a little bit more mature now, and I, I definitely couldn't do that now. Yeah, that I think as we when we're younger, we're able to just we're a little more of a free spirit, and we can just you know make a decision last minute. This is where I'm going, and just go do it. Now there's a little planning, a little thought behind it. And especially when we travel, um, it depends on where we're going. We want to make sure we have packed correctly for that travel. It's it's so important. Um, I I think at one point in my life, I had a little bag already packed with just some toiletries, some trainers, some basic essentials, a, a a phone charger, and I could I could travel at the drop of a hat. I think I've instilled that idea that you had with uh, my daughter, her and her husband, when they travel, it's a backpack. They want one bag to get on the plane, one bag to get off. And they've been to a few destinations where I'm a little concerned about how little they pack, but they've been able to manage. um, They've been to Costa Rica, backpack, and also to Hawaii. Wow. Me, when I pack, I have a very large suitcase, and I usually take more than I need. Yeah. Now, is there one is there one destination that you repeatedly travel to that has a special place in your heart? Do you know that's a really um, challenging question for me because I have been to a few destinations a few times, and the expanse of the country has meant that I've enjoyed all of it. So, for example, I've loved I've loved coming to to, to the states. Um, a, a massive country where you've got so much different terrain and different cultures. Uh, and I've loved road tripping there because it's it's so easy to do. And I'm one of those travelers that doesn't plan. I, I, I have I have I, I have a handle on the landscape and I'll know the main things and I'm a foodie and I, and I love culture. So I will have picked out where I want to eat. And then I will go and stay in a, in a hotel nearby. But especially in the States, I, I've been known to just 
travel, you know, whoever I'm with. And, uh, for example, recently uh, we went from New York across to Toronto, to, to, to Niagara. From And it, it was the first time that I actually driven in downtown New York. And I, it was really exciting for me because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm actually driving through Broadway. And we went through um, Washington, D.C. and Pennsylvania and Philadelphia. And I was just absolutely astounded to see the Amish community. And I've, I, I love culture, as I've said. So it was, I hadn't planned it. And I was very surprised to, to, to bump into them. So we stopped and we, we, we understood a little bit about the culture and went to some of the, some of the areas and things like that. And um, across Finger Lakes, we stopped off at another hotel because it just looked beautiful. And the travel guide that we were looking at while we were driving, so one of us would be navigating, one of us would be driving. And, and it was just really beautiful. And then as we were going through Finger Lakes, we booked somewhere to stay in Niagara. Uh, and, and the thing is, when you're working and traveling in a country that's so massive, you've got a lot of choice. And I've had a lot of diversity in my travel experiences. So I've stayed in the seven star hotels and I've loved them. But I felt a little bit stifled because I, I like to I like to touch and feel the land and the people and what they're doing. So when you stay in a locally managed boutique hotel, you're experiencing that a lot more. I like to go out on foot and have a walk around. Um, and it, it, it's just been phenomenal. So uh, to answer your question, America's one. Um, I've worked a lot in India and I've probably in my life been Indian. Um, I've probably been back to Bombay and Western India, Gujarat, probably about 20, 30 times. And within those times, travel to different places. And, and 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 seen the land and done trips. Um, when I've traveled to uh, India, I've always gone, generally speaking, by Dubai or, mm. or one of the Emirates states. So again, I've had a chance to explore some of the some some of the Emirates states and and enjoy all, all the riches there. And uh, finally, I, I think um, as a European and with our, our train link into Paris, I've done Paris a lot and just popped into Paris for, for dinner. And that's that's quite fantastic when you, you just say, well, I'm just going to go have lunch or dinner in Paris. And you can you can you can leave my house, for example, uh, at something like seven o'clock and by mid. Just just before midday, you're sitting in a Parisian cafe having a coffee and a croissant, and then you can have booked a nice five course, six course lunch in a beautiful Parisian restaurant. You can have a big slap up lunch meal, and uh, you can have another coffee or pick up a a bottle of champagne to have on the the train home, and then that's it. You're you're tucked up in bed by by ten o'clock. That's a really exciting journey. I've actually done that. We were in London in 2001. The plan was um, I was going to go there for my brother and his wife's wedding. And uh, as things happened, they got married a year earlier. But we'd already made the plans. So we went anyways. We thought, what the heck? You know, we've never been. Well, I had never been to England. So we went there. And our plan was to spend a week in England. And then 
I, I planned this all out. So the first weekend in, in England, then we would take a train and go to Paris for the weekend. So as you say, yes, you can do that. You can have breakfast in London, arrive in Paris and have lunch. We stayed for a few extra days. We found a nice boutique hotel. And then what we did was uh, made our way back to England on uh, a Monday and then headed to Dublin where we have family there. We were there for two weeks. And that was just an amazing trip. So yes, when you're telling my listeners that you can hop on the Eurostar, first have breakfast in London, hop on the Eurostar and have an afternoon lunch in Paris. It's so romantic, a beautiful city. I recommend it to anybody. Do you have a specific place in Paris that really? I, I'm a foodie. I want to try and experiment. And some of the best meals of I, I've had have been little bistros. Um, I, I, I've done done the famous restaurants on top of Eiffel Tower and and, and the well known ones and um, pricey. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the cost of a, a holiday and a vacation in themselves, but the the whole ambiance, the the type of food, the wines, uh, all, all beautiful. And being so close to Paris. Uh, we've also driven across to to and, and on the on the on the Euro uh, on the Euro Tunnel, and we've gone and um, we've stayed in the vineyards and the chateaus, and it's 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 been phenomenal. Um, and, and I think the most exciting thing for us has been that you could just do that with the drop of a hat. Okay, let's go to Paris. Fine, you know we'll get in the car, we'll we'll book something en route and. Obviously, if you want to stay in specific chateaus and specific places and hotels, you need a little bit of pre-planning. Uh, and that often happens, but but often, as you know, Randall, British weather and European weather is so unpredictable. And if you get a, a spate of good weather, you want to grab it. When I, when I think about Europe, the fact that, you know, London, you've got Europe at your doorstep because of the train system. Uh-huh. In fact, once you get across the channel, uh-huh. the countries are very small compared to Canada and, say, USA, India, uh, Australia. So you could actually spend one day or part of a day in one country and travel to another. Have you done that? Have you made those type of trips where you've ventured from London across the channel and toured several countries? Can you tell us about that? I actually haven't done that much of that. I, I've i lived in Europe all my life. And for the first part of my life, so let's say 30, 40 years, I didn't do much European travel, bar the countries. So Spain's very popular for us. And, and I find the people that do a lot of countries in a short period of time are often travelers that are not European and don't have access to the proximity of the land. So whenever we've traveled, we've wanted to embrace and immerse in a culture and a place and and not drive through. But like you say, it's it's quite exciting um, to be able to go to Portugal. um, And I've done this and then take a day trip across to Spain and Seville. And um, similar cultures, but marked differences at the same time, marked 
differences in terrain and opportunities to see cities and uh, architecture. Seville has got some beautiful churches and cathedrals and uh, a football stadium and, and, of course, the difference in cuisine. Well, you did say you are a foodie. Absolutely. Even though I did mention that, you know, Europe, the countries are small and you can go to one country and go to another one. The idea is to immerse yourself in a culture, to get to know the people. As in your case, uh, being a foodie, you want to you want to be able to experience the cuisine, yeah. enjoy the flavors, and you don't want to be rushed. You want to be able to experience the people, the culture, the food. When you travel, you probably connect with people. Have you made any long-term friendships via travel? I don't feel I've made long-term friendships, but what's happened in the digital age is that when you've traveled and you've met another couple, another family, and you've exchanged email addresses and you've tried to keep in touch and you've shared pictures, but more importantly, you've probably connected on Facebook. And that connection has carried on. And so I remember going to Egypt and there was a family there and we, we hung out together. We were, we were doing um, the Nile cruise and then all the, the beautiful places in Egypt uh, and the pyramids of Giza. It's so interesting that that family had two young girls and how they've grown, they've married, they've got children, children have gone to school, children have, have moved on a little bit and grown up and thinking of going to university and, and seeing that journey from just people that you met, you traveled with is, is quite phenomenal because when you see them on something like Facebook, you remember the journey that you went on and the travel that you did. But I, I can't say I've made long-term friends purely because I think I'm not going to the same place. I have friends who go to the same place, the same resort, and often they, they then find other people are there at the same time and then they've developed um, relationships. Um, yeah. The only reason question I ask that because I've I've had other guests and and people that I know where uh, I have one client who went back to the same resort seven years in a row, same week, because he knew it was going to be the same people there, and that was their chance to get together. They were from different parts of the world, and it was too expensive to go travel there where they lived or they to come visit him, so they met on their holiday at the same resort. So I found that interesting. You travel for pleasure, and I guess you also travel for business or had travel for business. Yeah, I've been really lucky to, to have uh, clients abroad, and that's given me the opportunity to actually go and, and w- while I'm out for business, um, see, see the land and, and, and travel. I'm sure when you're on those business trips, you suggest you go out for dinner. <laughs> Dinner's always good. <laughs> now, now, you call yourself a culture vulture. And I guess that's because you like to immerse yourself wherever you are. Can you explain a little bit about why you call yourself a culture vulture? Yeah, I, I always find the most exciting experiences of travel are seeing what the people are doing, um, h- how they live, um, What's their day-to-day life like? 
how how do they work? Um, I always remember being in um, Bali and we were just being to the monkey park and we were walking across back to our hotel. Bali's lovely, um, Ubud, everything's in walking distance. And some of the shops were opening up and um, what they do when they open up is they actually have a full blown on ceremony every single morning. And being Indian, I'm no uh, stranger to, to ceremony and ritual. And we, we have a, a hell of a lot of them. And this is really beautiful. And what they would do is they would open up the energies for their retail premises and they would keep something outside the shop and they would put water around it and give an offering of flowers. And it was just phenomenal to see that. And um, they're the sorts of experiences that I really enjoy. Uh, the, 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 the culture, the religion, the way of life, rituals, ceremonies, festivals. I find them so exciting how different people live around the world and what they all mean to them and what it means to them to have this as part of their, their life experience and their way of living. I encourage all young people or anybody at any age, but more so because I made the mistake of not traveling till I was sort of mid-age. Well, not mid-age, I'd say my 30s, mid-30s. It's not mid-age. But I had years prior to that where I had time and money. I could have traveled, but I did not. I was so wrapped up in a career thinking I was going to make it to the top of the corporate ladder. That ladder was very short and I fell off of it. But so that was a mistake I made, but I encourage all young people to get out and explore the world. There's so much to see. And I think what it would do is when I find when I travel, I come back and I appreciate things I have at home a little bit more than when I left. Would you agree on that statement? Oh, absolutely. It's so refreshing to be able to go out into the world and then come home and appreciate everything about your home. And uh, being British, um, we drink tea. And the first thing I want when I come home after any trip is, is a good good cup of tea. Um, it's very hard to get good tea around the world. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but here in Canada, we have Tim Hortons. Yeah. Coffee place. Yeah, of um, And... When I travel and I get home and I see Tim Hortons, I go for my coffee. I remember being in the States. I was in Maine. We're traveling through the north part, northeastern part of the States. And it'd been a long trip and I was homesick. And I remember the last night we were staying on the American side. And I remember waking up in the morning in the hotel and I went for a walk and I could see across the river at Tim Hortons. I knew the border was right there. I knew it was so close to home. I was going to jump in the water and swim across. But I didn't do that. I decided that I would wait until it was time to drive over. But it's those things that you sort of miss when you're on travel. It could be sometimes even people miss their, you know, their favorite cup they use for tea or coffee or the familiar surroundings of their own home if they're on long travel. I always appreciate being on travel, uh, going places. And as I try to tell people, if you're going to a resort, make sure you book some time off that resort. Do not stay in a resort 
the whole time because the best thing, as you said, immerse yourself in the culture. Before we go, I'd like to ask you if you could offer any piece of travel advice to our listeners. Is there one thing that you, one or two things that you could think of that would benefit travelers that maybe are just starting to travel? Yeah, I, I would explore um, people new to travel to really understand what they want to achieve when they're in a place. We're spoiled with so many resources, blogs, hacks, um, tips, best places. Um, uh, and I'm a voracious reader. So whenever I've traveled, I, I really get the feel of the land and, and what's going on, what I want to achieve. And then I've got a, a ready reckoner there. So I, I have that idea and then I work it out when I get there. But I, I think that desk research and really helps with the knowledge of the place. And it also helps with the anticipation because it's it's so exciting to be traveling that um, the half of the fun is the anticipation. Sure. I always say sometimes getting there is half the fun and then in destination makes up for the other half. It's so true. <laughs> I, I want to thank you for being on the show today. You've offered some very interesting insight into travel and the fact that some places that you found very interesting to travel to. I would uh, definitely like to have you back on the show in the future. I know we're looking at, there's a lot of travel restrictions right now. However, as vaccines coming out, being rolled out, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and then I can see more open travel. There are still people traveling right now, even though they're, you know, they shouldn't be, but there are people still traveling. Can't stop them. However, when we can travel freely, there are a lot of places still on my bucket list. Do you maintain a bucket list, and do you have? something off your bucket list you'd like to see when we're all able to travel? So my travel has always been cities, adventure, exploration. I've never been one to go to a resort and sit there and just enjoy the resort. So there's a couple of places. I'd like to go to Moon Palace in Mexico because I hear it's a phenomenal resort with lots of restaurants and I can stay in one place. This pandemic has taught me the value and the simplicity of being in one place. So I'm celebrating, acknowledging, maybe is a better word than celebrate, um, uh, acknowledging uh, one year in lockdown this week. It's been one full year that I, I've actually been working from home and some days I've not left my home. So I'm ready to take on a different sort of experience. And I'd like to go to that resort. I'd like to go to the Maldives and and, and enjoy the, the water sport and, and, and just soak in the atmosphere and be able to meditate and do yoga and be in a state of flow. And I've been to a lot of Asia, but I quite haven't managed to get to Japan. So it's always been on my bucket list. I was actually going to go last end of March uh, to Japan, uh, just in time for the cherry blossom. And they say that uh, you don't book Japan in advance. You wait to see when the cherry blossom is at its, at its best. 
So I hadn't booked, but I was prepared time-wise and mentally being self-employed. I just have to make sure that I've taken care of my clients Mm. and I'm able to go. And uh, we went into lockdown. So I think I'll I'll have missed it this year by the time our travel restrictions, they're suggesting sort of towards the end of the year here in England will be be better. And so, so much of the same for the rest of Europe. So I think that's something for me to do 2022. Well, I hope you get to fill your bucket list. I can tell you the Grand at Moon Palace is just as lovely as you've heard. I've been there, spent uh, four days there, beautiful place. So if you, once we get out of lockdown, I would recommend you go and enjoy 